Hello, this is the Cracking Cybersecurity Podcast. I'm Anna, editor at TICE, a leading site for cybersecurity decision makers and enthusiasts alike. Are CISOs suffering from an image crisis? Do they need a rebranding of sorts? How can they be taken seriously by the board and be seen as part of business operations as opposed to purely an investment? With us to explore these questions is TICE podcast regular, Joe Carson, chief security expert at Thycotic, and he'll explain why 2019 is the year of the CISO, but also why CISOs need to do more listening than talking. But let's begin by defining what the current perception of the CISO is. Over to Joe. So right now, the CISO is being more seen as a, you know, a police officer, enforcer of security in the business. They are talking more and uh, sometimes relaying everything that the vendors are saying. The problem is, you know, the vendors are threatening and fear and doing all the things that they're doing around cyber attacks. And the CISO is not translating that correctly to the board. They're just relaying that message to the board. So the board is listening more because of things like GDPR and more regulations compliance. And of course, the big cyber attacks has been happening. But the board is not really investing back. They're not seeing it as an area that helps the business be successful. It helps enable the business. It's more of a reactive approach. So the CISO has a major challenge right now. Um, their typical lifespan is about 18 months. Yeah, why um, is that? I think that 18 months is that one is, you know, they go in with a strategy and a plan to really turn organizations around. And eventually, you know, if they don't approach it in the right way, they find that they get so far and they can never be successful to the point where they want to be. So therefore, they end up deciding that they've done enough with that company and then decide to change to another company to see if they can, you know, re-change another company um, without getting the support of the board. But that wasn't always the role of a CISO, was it? You know, it's not no, no longer about managing firewalls and patching. Absolutely not. And you've got the compliance issue, you've got the actual physical security, you've got the cyber security, you've got um, the media, less the media find yeah, out yeah. that um, about the, the impact. <laughs> yeah. So, and obviously the insider threat. So, what is the role of the CISO for you? For me, I think the CISO role is now changing and evolving to being much more of a business risk focus. I think the CISO role is actually about managing and uh, setting the right risk reduction for business risk. So think about the, the CISO role is now becoming a bridge between technology and the people in the business and the business itself. What I find is, it was a very interesting, I mean, when I did a cyber attack a few years ago on a power station, and I, you know, I find what I thought was the biggest vulnerability for that power station. And the next day when I finally got to go with the CISO, me and the CISO, we talked and we talked about how we're going to present to the board, how we're going to communicate. And we thought we had this solid plan. And the idea was the CISO was going to get, you know, acceptance for a budget plan that they had. So they can go back and invest more into the business to reduce the cyber attacks. And what happened was we went into the board meeting, we sat down. And we talked about cybersecurity, we talked about the threat landscape, we talked about all these previous breaches that occurred in similar companies and similar industries. And uh, we went in, here's the solutions we need, here's the budget we demand. And after that, all of a sudden, the board went away, had our discussion, came back to us and said, thank you, we don't see this as a high risk. It doesn't help support the business success, and therefore budget declined. And we were in shock because we didn't know what we did wrong. We thought we had everything. We thought, you know, all the statistics. We thought we had all the information right. And I think this was the moment of change that had for me because 
I think the board level, the CEO and the CFO at that level, they were the first that ever turned around and said, we want to talk to you, um, you know, on the side and explain what went wrong. And it was the first proper feedback from the board because they wanted it to be successful. They want to have the right focus and the right approach going forward. So they thought it was the right time to make sure that we all talked about expectations together. So after the meeting, we went to the side and sat down and the CEO said, you know, what you did was great. However, our, my job is the business. My job is to focus on business success. How to help make sure we get the best out of our employees, how we can make sure we provide safety in the environment, and that how we, everything we do has to be an investment into the future success of the company. And you didn't provide any of that during your presentation. And it was a realization... So was that the language you used? It was the language we used and also the method of delivery. What we realized is that we just reiterated what me and the CISO had been talking about technology and about the results that we found and the vulnerabilities and the threats and unpatched systems and so forth. And we just reiterated that to the board without really understanding about what does the board measure for success. So the CFO said to us, he said, you didn't mention the, um, what the reduction in risk was. You didn't talk about the overall, you know, if we do nothing, what's the cost impact? What's the gap? If we actually invest in this, um, how much are we going to save? Does it help the employee be successful? Does it help the business be successful? We didn't talk about any of those. So I think at that time was a realization that the, the, the board said, go away. We have another re-intervention next week to discuss it for other budgets. And we'll give you some time to come back and hopefully you'll get the right level of discussion. So we came back a week later. We then went into the meeting and we never used cybersecurity once. We never mentioned it. We never said the word. We didn't talk about threats. We basically kept to business focus. We basically went in with a, an estimated uh, quantifiable cost of doing nothing. By investing in this amount of uh, uh, budget, we'll be able to reduce the risk of that cost by this amount. And this will help employees do the work in such a more efficient and safe manner. When you changed your language, did you get advice on that? Because it's not your natural language, I Correct. Because you're always talking about technology. You're always focused on... We, we tend to... What we do is we look at a problem and we look at a solution. And we look at a problem and look at a solution. What we don't do well is do quantifiable risk assessment. And that's what I think the CISO's change and role will have to be, is we will have to look at the problem and do a much better quantifiable risk assessment at the broader perspective. So that when we go with a solution that we're thinking about the overall risk reduction versus just you know, uh, making sure we solve the problem. Um, and sometimes we just focus too much on the technology and sometimes the technology itself, you, you start looking for a problem to solve it because that's what you want. Um, we had to change our entire way. This, this whole industry needs to change. I think in 2019, if we are to be, if we are to be successful um, in the cybersecurity industry, we will have to do more listening this year than talking. Listening to the peers, HR, listening to legal, listening to finance, and understanding what their measurement, what's their success goals, how do they contribute to the business. Listening to the board and understand about how their strategy is around investment, around innovation, around uh, business success. And we have to be listening, and if we're not you know, get hearing the right what we want to hear, we have to ask those questions. Uh, we have to ask them, you know, what is it you're measuring? How do you quantify? What's, uh, what's the risk in your business if, if that's not available? And until we get better understanding about our peers in the business, and I think this is where the CISO needs to be much more of a business leader um, and bridge the gap between cyber and business risk, that they have to be listening and understanding what makes their peers successful. And then everything that we do has to align to that. 
my job is no longer just a cybersecurity professional. My job is a business risk professional, and I'm there to listen to the business, understand the risk, and then use my cybersecurity knowledge and expertise and, and, and skills to reduce the risk. My job is not to make security work, is to make security actually reduce risk for the business. And right now, how often do you see that language being employed, business risk reduction? Uh, almost zero. I went to IBM conference a few weeks ago, and I listened to one of the best talks I've heard in probably a year, which was, uh, um, it's a CISO from a very large insurance company, and I sat and I listened, and he said that his approach is business first. Everything has to be focused around business success. The second thing he looks at is reducing tool sets. He wants to, because the more tools you have, the more people you need, more skills you need to have them manage them, and the more risk you introduce by having more tools. And his uh, methodology was less tools, more specialized people to manage those tools better. Um, and ultimately, the next area was around, of course, compliance and regulation. That's nothing, they, you know, in their business, they can't avoid it, so it's a mandatory thing they had to do. But lesser tool set, business first, actually helps them meet the compliance because they're able to actually focus at a risk perspective on compliance versus just doing it from a checkbox perspective. And then the fourth item they had was around basically brand, that they can use security as an enabler for the business to build it into the culture and into the brand of the organization. And I listened to that and I thought that this is, it's aligned with a lot of the research we've been doing at Thicotic where around we did, uh, a few years ago we did a re research on uh, metrics, you know, how to measure success of security in the business. And we found that too many businesses were measuring the success of the tool, not the success of how it contributes to the business. And that was a major impact. And then last year we decided to do another study into how is the CISO and the security teams, let's say, role being perceived in organizations. And right today, it's a very negative one. So listening to that, it meant to listen to that, that, that session made me realize that, yes, we need to change as an industry. And then at RSA, I decided to go looking for, could I find anyone who's talking about business risk? There were some sessions that actually had business risk as a topic, but there was no vendors that actually talked and focused on business risk. And I think that's one of the things that we need to change. And I think that's the responsibility of the CISO to really make sure that the vendors in the industry are changing to what their responsibility is to the business itself. Um, they're there to make sure that we bridge the gap between business risk and cyber and uh, the cyber risk that you know, they're responsible for and using their knowledge to help reduce the risk. And this is the business we're in. Um, you know, my job is to help the CISO be successful and to help them communicate effectively to their peers and to ask the right questions in order to make sure that they're actually measuring success um, of what they do to the business as well. We hear more and more that security is everyone's responsibility. Yes. But I, I think that if something goes wrong, <laughs> the, the, the breach hits the headlines, there's one person in the firing line. Absolutely. Do you think there's too much pressure on CISOs at the moment? The pressure of the CISO is huge right now. I mean, the CISO, is, uh, their boards are coming down saying, right, this is literally, I, I met uh, a number of scissors, we, we sat around at a round table for dinner in December, and they said to me that uh, their board said, go and solve this cybersecurity issue. And that's what the brand date is, is that go and solve, you know, cybersecurity, it's very complex, so, you know, go and solve it. And they're going, oh, I can't solve cybersecurity, we cannot, cybersecurity is an unsolvable problem. What you can do is basically, you can look at the risk that has the business and reduce the risk and I think that's the misconception is people think that the CISO responsibility is to go and solve cybersecurity. 
and to go and make sure that breaches don't happen. Yeah, to stop all the breaches. Yeah. Um, and that puts a lot of pressure on them when they don't go back and they don't say that, no, my job is not to solve service. It's like trying to boil the ocean. Um, what you can say is let's look at something that's more focused and more specific to the business and what I can do is over the time I can reduce the risk of that by this amount. And that's the, that's where the, that's the important role of the CISO. They need to communicate that and set that expectation with the board. That's their responsibility. So it starts with the top. It has to start with the top. Um, you need the board's buy-in. You need their support. You need to have you know, common language and common communication and uh, set the expectation that their job is there to reduce the risk and to present options that the board can then decide on that you can say, here's two or three options. Um, this will reduce the risk by this amount and delegate the accountability to them um, because ultimately they're the ones that will actually decide on the budget and the input and the resources that you get in order to make what you, you present happen. So yes, absolutely make sure that they're involved in the final decision making and they also are joint responsible uh, for the ultimate risk reduction that you actually put in place. And what's a good way for measuring risk? What are the top questions? You ask. The top question is, is, of course, you know, when you get into a business, I always want to understand what's the most important data in the organization that they cannot be successful without. What's, what's the core business uh, data that they're making decisions of that every day means that if that data is not available, that they lose business. So that's quantifiable. That's risk that you can say that this data is the most important assets of the company. This data resides in these systems, so therefore we need to make sure we prioritize the risk reduction of that data where possible, whether it being through backups, whether it de-risking the data, making sure you have encryption of the data, the right access controls and fluid accounts that have access into it. Really looking at that data from you know a risk assessment and value perspective that has an impact on the business. The other thing is around then who needs to have access to it, the people, the resources. And this is really where you emphasize on access controls and identities and verification. Whether it's you know, direct employees, third parties, contractors, temporary staff that need to have that information to make the right decisions. This is where we get into making sure that we, we make the business continuity of those areas uh, resilient. Do you think it's maybe the vendor's job, sales communications, to start promoting this language business risk mm-hmm. reduction? Because that's the way language gets out. It's not necessarily the CISO. I mean, the, Hopefully they're they're too busy doing their own job, yes. but but how do we how do we create a cultural shift? I think I mean one of the things is we definitely need to have um, a much more focused common ground of the scissors responsibility um, because right now it is go solve all our cybersecurity issues and challenges. I think it really uh, redefining the scissor role is such important. I think that's where we need to start. Do you see it being split? Uh, I don't see it being split. I see it evolving. I see the scissors role becoming that bridge between, rather than right now it's kind of in the security side um, and reporting to either sometimes the board or sometimes somebody in the board. Um, I think that it needs to be evolved into that. They're the gap between the business and security, and they need to be much more in the middle between both business and security. So they need to make sure that um, they're able to um, bridge that what's the, important for the business and relay that into the actually risk reduction that the security team need to implement to help the business. Uh, so I don't need to see it being split, I see it evolving um, into the right expectations and the right responsibility that the CISO has. And, and you're based in Estonia, 
companies in Estonia, are they having the same conversations? Is this coming up for them as well? Absolutely. This is where um, a lot of it started. At, you know, I've always looked at uh, some of the innovations that Estonia has happened and some of the you know, early discussions that I've had with uh, other CISOs and peers that we've had these discussions. And they've said the same. They said that they're seeing their role changing into being more business risk. Um, the question is, is that we're talking about it but we haven't really got into executing on it. I think this is where we need to really step up is the execution. This is, you know, hopefully people listen to this message and really take it that uh, this is a role needs to evolve. We need to take action now. Now is the year, I hope 2019, at the end of the year, the CISA will be seen as an enabler of the business, as somebody who can make a positive impact, somebody who rejects complexity, somebody who I can go to to get advice to reduce cyber risk, whether being the chief risk officer, um, that will you know, work with the CISO to do so. Risk officers looking at it from financial and from business continuity and, and data protection and stuff like that. And they can go to the CISO and say, what technology or what processes we can put in place to reduce this. And I think that's the role of the CISO going forward. Not to go and here's all our phishing attacks and ransomware and threats and you know, our firewall's been attacked, go and you solve all those incidents. Um, that becomes a, an unsolvable problem because cyber attacks could continue to grow. Uh, you know, you know, organizations are getting four million plus uh, incidents and threats a day, and that just continues to increase. Unless we focus on the things that matter, the focus of things that actually will impact the business, then that's where you know we will be more successful at uh, the things that actually cause the most impact versus the ones that just noise. Oh, there you go. 2019, the year of the CISO. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jay, so much. It's a pleasure. So, thank you. Hope you enjoy that. And now, we've got a cracking cybersecurity tip for you. Delete from your device any Wi-Fi networks that you've connected to, unless you connect to it frequently. And unfortunately, that's all we have time for. You can follow us on Twitter at Tice, T-E-I-S-S. Please also review us on iTunes and leave us your feedback. For now, it's bye from us and join us next time for more Cybersecurity Insight.